everyone, and welcome back. I'm Brian Carrington, and you're listening to Call Talk for September 16th, 2015. And today's topic is developing leadership. Now, if you're listening live, I'd like to invite you to be a part of the show and ask questions. And here's how you can do it. Probably the easiest way is just to shoot me an email. And my email is brian at benchmarkportal.com, spelled out B-R-I-A-N at benchmarkportal.com. You can also phone in to one three four seven eight five seven three one one seven. Make sure you press the one on your phone to let me know you have a question and I'll get you in. That number real quick is three four seven eight five seven three one one seven. Of course I want to remind you all that we have these shows archived and available to listen to at any time that's good for you on our website. And that's at benchmarkportal.com. Just navigate to Call Talk and you'll see a million different shows that we've done over the last couple of years with all sorts of different topics as well. So, speaking of our shows and different topics, let's jump into this show and let me introduce the host of Call Talk, Mr. Bruce Belfiore. Well, thank you very much, Brian, and welcome back to Call Talk, everyone. As Brian said, we'll be talking about leadership development during today's episode, and really, think about business leadership. It's the subject of a thousand books, it's the topic of a million speeches. And, you know, if we face it, it's the focus of a billion doubts in the hearts and minds of managers the world over every day, including ourselves. So I invite everyone listening to really get personal on this topic, what you can learn about leadership from this episode of Call Talk. And, you know, after you've embraced it and made it your own, think about how you bring it home to your colleagues as well. How do you imbue it in your supervisors and others that are around you in your call center? And, you know, how do you, as a leader who's taken responsibility for your own development, help transmit what you learn to others so that they can develop as well? And, uh, you know, we talk sometimes about born leaders. Today we're going to talk about training leaders. Very, very important topic. And uh, we're really happy to bring in an expert on the topic for you, Chris Abel, who is a Senior Director of Customer Experience at Bright Horizons. Welcome to the show, Chris. Well, thank you, Bruce. I appreciate you having me, and I'm very excited to be here today. Okay. Well, great. We're excited to have you, and I'll, I'll give a few words about you so that our audience knows uh, who you are and, and what you've, you've accomplished. Uh, Chris is the Senior Director, Contact Center Operations and Customer Experience for Bright Horizons Family Solutions. He's responsible for all operations, supporting five lines of business, and also managing third-party vendor relationships. Prior to joining Bright Horizons, Chris spent 15 years in the financial services industry focused on building relationships and delivering superior customer experiences. Well, Chris, to start off, tell us briefly about what Bright Horizons Family Services does and uh, about your typical call and caller. Yeah, absolutely. So Bright Horizons is a leading provider of early education and preschools, uh, employer-sponsored child care backup care, educational advisory services, and other work-life solutions. So really, what we strive to do is nurture each child's unique qualities and potential, support families through strong partnerships. Uh, We collaborate with employers to build family-friendly workplaces, um, and we want to create a work environment that encourages professionalism, growth, and diversity, as well as grow a financially strong organization. So that's Bright Horizons is at a high level, and and really in our call center, because we do support uh, 
multiple lines of business uh, for Bright Horizons. I would say our typical call, and I'll just use our backup care advantage line of business, because right now it's it's probably our largest line of business. So our typical call will be um, a consultant who will take a call from one of our client employees. So this is an employer who offers backup care as a benefit to their employees, and they're calling to place a reservation for backup child care in either one of our own Bright Horizons child care centers or potentially even with an in-home care provider through our network. Mm -hmm. Okay, so these are oftentimes uh, people who are in situations where a child is sick or something like this comes up and uh, they need the uh, the immediate uh, child care. So you really have to be on your toes for that. Um, well, That's right. What led you to your decision to invest more in training for leadership, uh, Chris? Yeah, that's a really great question, Bruce. And, and really, I think it started with, you know, a couple of years ago, as maybe many of you have experienced in our call center, we experienced tremendous growth. And what I mean by that is we were averaging growth across the lines of business that we supported by about 20% a year. And really, we we expect that growth to continue so I think we knew that if we wanted to deliver the best customer experience, which is really the primary goal that we have, we knew we had to build the strongest teams, and, and really that started with building a strong leadership team. So that's really what led to, you know, we knew we had to focus on our leadership team, um, and through that growth we had opportunities to promote a lot of our people from within, and many of our new leaders, which are really our frontline leaders, um, didn't bring a lot of experience, but were were very good at their jobs, top performers, great peer coaches, and we knew that in order to, to help them uh, build our teams of the future, we needed to focus on their development. Okay, that is so important because uh, teams are key in uh, the contact center business. I mean, none of us succeeds on our own. Um, I mean, without other people around, what good is leadership, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, very key, particularly in, in growth situations, but even in those uh, situations that are steady state or even uh, declining, building the strong teams are extremely important and understanding what is it that's uh, going to uh, bring the team together under good leadership. Um, so tell us a little bit about your, your vision as you were going forward in this, Chris. Yeah, uh, so really, I, you know, we wanted to start with having a clear vision across the call center, um, and I think, you know, we determined it really started with we wanted to tie it into the Bright Horizons mission, and I'll share that with you. And the Bright Horizons mission really is to provide innovative programs that help children, families, and employers work together to be their very best. So that was kind of our starting point. And from there, we, we wanted to create a mission statement for our contact center leadership team that really spoke to that and, and really was in line with uh, our company, our culture, and our goal of delivering world-class customer experiences. So really, our mission within the call center really developed into um, a unified approach to support all lines of business. Uh, we lead by example using our heart principles, which really speaks to our culture and, and everything that we do here at Bright Horizons, even within our call center. We know we want to hold ourselves accountable to providing world-class customer experiences while maintaining an environment of positivity, innovation, and productivity. And our communication will ensure the dedication, growth, and value in which our internal and external customers expect. And that really became our mission statement. Right. Okay. 
Well, that's great. It's a nice, clear, concise mission statement, too, and it really goes right to the heart of what you do. So uh, anybody who's listening today who does not have a mission statement or who can't repeat their mission statement, that probably means that uh, they need to do some work on that. And uh, the nice thing about mission statements, Chris, I hope you'll agree, is that whenever you have a major decision to make, you pull out that mission statement or look at it, because it should be hanging on your wall, and say, okay, how do I make that decision? How do I pull people together under the mission statement? Have you found that to be uh, useful? I absolutely have. And, in fact, um, we have in every conference room throughout our call center, actually throughout our office, not only our mission statement is stated, but also our our heart principles, and you've heard me refer to that, and I'll share those with you, and, and it's an acronym, and, and, you know, we like acronyms here at Bright Horizons, but it really is about working honestly with excellence, being accountable, working with respect, and teamwork. So that's mm-hmm. our heart mm-hmm. principles um, that we live by every single day. Well, let, let's get into that a little bit more in, in, a, in a bit. What I'd like to ask you uh, as you sort of entered into all this, what were some of the challenges? What were some of the uh, items that you wanted to confront um, in terms of the development you were looking for uh, in terms of leadership? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, again, it starts with creating a clear mission statement and vision. And really, our goal here was that we wanted this vision to be used in every interaction that we had, whether it was in one-on-ones, side-by-sides, um, during our what we call our JPAs, which are basically our annual reviews. Um, and we were the goal here is to address some of the concerns or better put, opportunities that we had to develop our leaders. And really what we were seeing at the time is inconsistent coaching and development practices, um, inconsistent time spent on managing of our teams, uh, and really focused on our individuals. Uh, And then we also experienced, due to our growth and and a lot of inexperienced uh, frontline supervisors, there was some inconsistent skill levels of our supervisors, so we certainly wanted to address that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that is so common. I, I'm sure that I can almost see heads nodding, um, you know, throughout the country as they listen to this, because uh, supervisors are oftentimes those people who have excelled as agents. Uh, they're put into their positions without any particular extra training, and it's assumed that because they were good agents, they'll be good supervisors, right. and, and that's just not the case. Uh, we really do need to uh, train them and look at their professional development in an organized and respectful way and say, okay, we have to make sure that we're setting them up for success, not setting them up for for failure, because there's been all too many circumstances of superior agents who've been uh, you know, promoted to supervisor and then have left because they've been frustrated, and in many cases, uh, in some cases, it's because they just aren't cut out to be supervisors, but in many cases, it's because they haven't been given the training and the tools to yep. become good supervisors. And, you know, to sort of go into a situation where they feel comfortable asking a mentor about how to do something, uh, you know, but also having the proper training. So if, could you talk to us a little bit about that and, and the actual training that you provided to the um uh, the, the supervisor, frontline people, frontline leaders, really, is what they are. Yep, they are. 
So um, what we did is we actually created a program, and it's a program that we still use today. And essentially we called that um, our frontline supervisors, uh, our, our team lead group. So we called that our team lead master classes. And within those classes, there were modules that really focused on, you know, how to be a good leader and lead by example. Um, there's also um, focuses on, you know, how to have a one-on-one. -on -one. And, and it's really what I would call the basic blocking and tackling as a leader. Um, and we felt that that was critically important regardless of, you know, where you were as far as the skill level as a leader. Um, and we rolled this out with about five modules initially, and um, it was well-received, and, and actually the results were really positive. And we actually went into it with kind of a motto, and, and what that was is, you know, our, our focus was, you know, we want you to walk away understanding that effective coaching requires effort, thought, and intentional actions. And we know that great coaches are people who are respected, sought out, and rewarded as a result of their mastery. And that's really what we use to to focus on in, in the results that we're trying to get through what we call our, as I mentioned, our team lead master classes. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, that, that's great. And uh, can you remember what those modules were that are part of the master class? Yeah. So... Um, a lot of it was around how do you lead teams through leading by example and really focused on, you know, helping um, train our leaders and how do you have a one-on-one, -on -one, how do you guide that conversation, how do you engage in difficult conversations with consultants on your team that potentially are not performing up to the not only their expectation but the expectation of our customers and really um, giving them the support uh, and feedback that, that is required to be able to deliver that on a consistent basis. Because, again, one of our challenges were we had a lot of our frontline supervisors that were really good at some aspects of, of this but really had opportunities in other areas. Um, so it really helped us to, to guide their learning so that, you know, at the end of this program they could walk away and have a really solid foundation as a leader and, and know what's expected and and really are prepared to support our consultants in delivering that great customer experience. Hmm. No, that sounds like a great program and, you know, a situation where not only are those supervisors trained that way, not blindsided when right. they come up against something, but they actually are prepared for it. That's a whole other level, right, in terms of right. uh, managerial uh, <laughs> preparation. And they're actually able – they have the tools and the uh, techniques to, to deal with it. And they know who they can go to to uh, ask about it if they need some mentoring uh, afterwards, if they feel like, oh, yeah, you know, I didn't do that so well. How can I do it better? Uh, you've, you've set up, um, you know, a, a system that allows them to learn and also to, uh, to get the mentoring that they need. Yep. Yeah, and, and I would just add part of the program is we would also partner with our learning and development team uh, who offers some great um, leadership training courses. And then from time to time, we'll actually partner with an outside consultant. And in fact, recently we just held a, a course called Leadership Team Building and Coaching Skills and mm -hmm. really focused on building that foundation for our new leaders and, and certainly well-received a lot of great things that, you know, we're able to deliver that really helps in, in their development and really helps 
in our development as a contact center and building our future leaders. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. That's great. And, 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 you know, I was thinking about a uh, quote from Vince Lombardi, which is, coaching is really teaching. And, uh, you okay. know, you're, you're teaching people how to teach, and uh, I think that's so true. And, you know, I, I can remember uh, addressing a group uh, in the Midwest uh, a couple years ago, and we were talking about the supervisor situation specifically, and um, I even suggested that they change the name of a supervisor into agent advocate, oh. because that's what they should be doing is advocating for the success of their agents, the people, the CSRs or whatever you call them, uh, the consultants who report to you. If you're if you see yourself as the agents of their success and responsible for their success, you look at your job differently than if you think of yourself as a supervisor. So anyway, any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and I would just add that, you know, in addition to that, certainly, you know, helping them understand how do you motivate and engage a team? How do you maintain morale and loyalty? And, and how do we increase enthusiasm for the work that we do? And, you know, we're really fortunate in that we support families. And we actually um, have a motto in our call center that, you know, is is really posted throughout our call center. And basically it says, have you helped a family today? And that, that really um, is something that resonates with our consultants and our leadership team. And we create a lot of excitement and enthusiasm around the work that we do, which is important work. And then we also mm-hmm. um, want to recognize uh, our, our teams when they do a great job in delivering that for our employees. That's great. That's great. No, it is so important that people feel the meaning in what they do, uh, and uh, have that uh, psychic reward as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, great that you do that as well. But you, you mentioned a little bit earlier the heart principles. Uh, I'd love for you to, ex- uh, you know, explain more to our audience about the heart principles that that you guys follow there. Yeah, and and the heart principles really is the foundation or, or, or the the core of our our culture here at Bright Horizons and specifically in our call center and our heart principles are all about you know we we are honest in the work that we do in our communication we strive to be excellent in everything that we do we hold each other accountable uh for the work that we do not only internally but with our customers we we show and demonstrate respect in everything that we do and really one of the most important is is we're a team and and we promote and really live by a teamwork focus in that we we succeed together and the experiences we deliver are really a combination of all the work that we do whether it's in the call center or with the other teams that support the call center mhm Okay, and just for our listeners, uh, I think our listeners were able to to follow what you were saying, but the honest was the H, the uh, E was excellence, A, accountability, R, respect, and T, uh, teamwork for heart. So you've got it all there. Yeah, very well done. Uh, That's great, and and you find that that resonates with your your people in the call center. Is that correct? Absolutely, and and one of the ways we know that is, as I'm sure many other call centers do, we we actually do survey um, our consultants on an annual basis to 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 get their opinion. We certainly, you know, take that very seriously and and want to gauge their engagement. And it is crystal clear that our heart principles 
certainly drive um, our consultants to do their very best, and it's and it's always ranks as one of the top reasons that they love working for Bright Horizons um, year over year. We see it every single year. Mm, that's great. No, that's a, a very good good set of principles. Let me ask you this, because sometimes uh, managers have these principles, and yep. they find that it's hard for them to live up to them all the time. Um, since we, most of the people listening to this show are, in fact, call center managers, do you ever have any challenges yourself living up to these principles, or do you find that the environment supports it and uh, you're able to, to fulfill them yourself? You know, that's that's a really great question. Um, and to be honest, I think, you know, we all would say at times, I won't say that we, we find it hard to live by these principles, but I think sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the moment or in the day-to-day and, and lose sight of it. Um, but I think we do a really good job of bringing it back to what are we all about and what, what do we mean by living our heart principles. And really that's one of the reasons that, you know, not only do we display it across our call center, but it is an opportunity for us to always remind ourselves, you know, this is who we are and, and everything that we do really is tied back to those heart principles. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Yeah, sometimes it is hard to uh, to live up to these things, but if you have them tacked on the wall, sometimes it's easier. <laughs> it's there staring in the face, sort of like like a little mirror. It's the mirror of your principles, and and that's always a good thing to have. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, that's that's great. Uh, really um, good insights there. Well, you know, I think we've had a lot of very good insights here, and I know that Brian has some questions that uh, have come in from. Our audience, so I'm going to turn things over to him. But one of the things that, um, again, you know, comes to me is the fact that you know we talk about born leaders versus trained leaders, and the training is so important. We should not let that, you know, go by, uh, even for weeks and months, because there are people who unfortunately are uh, promoted into their position, and okay, yes, we're going to train so and so, and we'll do that, you know, next January. That's, that's not good. You know, they need to be trained and supported right from the beginning. So, uh, you know, you have to – sometimes it's hard, particularly for smaller centers, to figure out how to do that, but they need to uh, to come up with the formula and the way to, in fact, get that training and that support in there. Um, and, and the other thing that comes to mind is that we did this Agent Voices report uh, a couple of years ago with over 5,000 agents uh, who responded and one of the things that came back, came through loud and clear from this study was the fact that the relationship that the agent or CSR or whoever uh, or consultant has with their immediate boss is extremely important in terms of their satisfaction and yeah. their loyalty to the company. Absolutely key. It is the most important thing and, and sort of uh, underline the fact that people tend to leave bosses, not jobs. That's right. And so if, if you have a really strong leader, uh, and, and, you know, the, the other thing that, that, that comes to mind is that, um, you know, there's there's the idea of charisma, but what it really comes down to in many cases, because uh, most people don't have a lot of charisma, but they can have really good caring. And if that caring is felt by the person who works for you, you don't need charisma. They. That's right. That's right? a good point. They, yeah, 
and oh. you know, I would just add, um, you know, Bruce, that <clears throat> to me, you know, my view has always been and always will be that, you know, if we can get really good at developing our leaders, they're truly the future of our success, and and we do take that very seriously. Um, and if we didn't, um, we would really uh, have a challenge in being successful given the growth that we expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, uh, Brian, I think you're chomping at the bit here to ask some of those questions, so I'll turn things over to you. Thanks, Bruce. Yeah, I've got a couple questions that came in on email, of course. And, uh, Chris, I know that you spoke a little bit about this before, but uh, if you wouldn't mind, go a little further into it. As James is asking, what did the training for the leadership consist of? Yep. Um, Great question. Um, Really, again, it started with creating that clear vision Um, We also wanted to make sure that we had a clear career path model in place uh, that supported not only our coaching efforts but our team's development plans. Uh, One of the things that we also implemented when we started our training program for our leaders is uh, setting the expectation that everyone in our call center, whether you're in a leadership position, a consultant position, has an individual development plan. And that plan is really focused on, first and foremost, helping you be successful in your current role. But then beyond that, really having a clear path based on, you know, where you want to go a year from now, three years from now. Um, And that really is the foundation for us. Um, It also included creating things, as I mentioned earlier, our master classes. Um, This may sound simple, but one of the other areas that we felt like we wanted to be sure to address in our training is, is... as many organizations experience, as you grow, people shift from team to team. And we didn't really have a consistent or, you know, one area that we stored all of our notes from our coaching sessions, our one-on-one and team meeting sessions. So we created what we call the hub, which is on our SharePoint site, where our supervisors can go in and add notes based on their one-on-one discussions. It can be informal coachings. It could be from a team meeting. And then that's accessible to all of our leaders. So everyone has access. So let's say, you know, one of our consultants is promoted and moves to to another team. That new supervisor then can pick up right where the last supervisor left off. And we found that that's been very helpful in creating that consistency. Very interesting. Uh, Brian, yeah, I I mean, I could comment on that, but I know you've got other um, questions there. We've got short time, so I'd love to go on to the next one. Okay. Um, Yeah, I have my own questions, too. Let's keep going. So uh, this one comes from Beth, and uh, Beth is asking, what changes did you see after the training was implemented? So I I would say immediately the the biggest noticeable change was engagement. Um, Clearly, you know, our supervisors really felt like they were being developed, that they that we were focused on ensuring that they're successful in their role, not only in their current role, but any future roles. Um, we also saw over time better consistency in how we're coaching and supporting our teams. Um, that led to better communication, which, which was greatly improved. And really, um, you know, the call center's overall engagement improved because, you know, everyone knows that, and I think you said it really well, Bruce, that if if you believe in your leader and your leader is, is working to help you be successful, 
you're engaged and and you're interested in in helping the company be successful and and we've actually seen that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we've seen uh, situations where the speed of change is uh, remarkable. Yeah. Uh, because once people understand that uh, someone cares, number one, uh, number two, they're actually being given the proper tools, and then they try it out and it works. I mean, right. this is great. Uh, then morale, uh, you know, follows and, and things really go up from there. Performance uh, follows. And then what you mentioned, too, is your, your actual metrics will get better. Yep. And so you start a virtuous cycle where perhaps before that didn't exist or maybe there was even a negative cycle. So, yep. uh, yeah, very exciting uh, things can happen. So, yeah, great great observations. Uh, Brian? Yeah, actually, you guys uh, – <laughs> developed the perfect segue because this next one is also about timing and change but kind of from a different angle it looks like uh this one comes from jenny jenny is asking us how long did it take to incorporate these changes and training through to implementation yeah uh really great question um certainly wasn't an overnight or a quick process and you know i would say the initial timeline uh, uh you know obviously we wanted to implement something as soon as possible but um, wanted to make sure that we were very um, thorough in, in our goals and objectives for this training. So I would say the timeline to incorporate these changes probably happened over several weeks or a couple of months before it was fully implemented. And and really, it never really ends. Um, we're always adding to it and asking what else can we do or provide uh, as far as training for our leaders. And so I would say there's no end date. Um, we you, you can implement it as quickly as you want to um, and start small with just individual modules and build to a whole program. But essentially, you know, our goal is that it, there is no end date and we'll always be building on the success that we've had in the past. Yeah, continue, the continuous improvement mentality uh, and then put into practice is a very powerful thing. And uh, that way you keep on looking for something new and uh, there's always uh, some new thing to celebrate going forward, which is part of the fun of management, right? I mean, uh, we we are there at the coal face every day, and it's nice when the coal comes out of the ground and you can actually see it uh, to celebrate it as well. Yep, absolutely. Could not agree more. Right. Okay, well, great. Uh, you know, that brings us to the end of our, our uh, show here. And, uh, you know, to our audience, uh, thank you for joining us. And we hope you found at least one really good nugget to take away and implement uh, in yourself or in your colleagues, in your center. Uh, There's a lot of great insights that um, Chris shared with us. And I know I've uh, gotten a lot out of this episode as well. So, Chris, thanks very much for being with us. We we appreciate your, your time and your insights. Well, thank you, Bruce. I, I appreciate you having me on and, and certainly um, look forward to um, continuing the conversation. Okay, great. And with that, we'll turn things over to Brian uh, for the wrap. Sounds good. Thanks, Bruce. And thanks again, Chris. Appreciate you on the show today and a lot of good discussion and some wonderful points that you brought up today on the show. And so thank you for that. And uh, also want to remind everyone that we do have uh, calls old call talk shows on our archive on benchmarkportal.com and you can uh, stop by there anytime it's convenient for you and check out some of those shows and of course we're going to do another live show next month so make sure that you keep an eye on our emails as they come out we'll let you know what that's going to be so from all of us here at benchmark portal keep those headsets steady and your fingers ready 
This is Brian Carrington signing out. Have a great day.